You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, October 14th. 2020 has been a year to remember, or forget depending on your perspective, but we've made it this far and we've each coped and managed in our own way. For some of us, music truly is chicken soup for the soul. So we thought it would be fun to put together a pandemic playlist, some songs that capture the mood of 2020. Here are Todd Anderson and Carlos Lopez. Hello, my name is Todd Anderson, and joining me today on the podcast is Carlos Lopez. Carlos, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. So Carlos, can you uh, briefly go over what your position in IT services is and maybe some general projects that you work on? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So I am a programmer analyst three is my official title, and I do fall under the purview of SIS and specifically SAIS, which is the Student Affairs Information Systems Group. I was a part of the second consolidation, the consolidation that happened with SATS originally. So a lot of my projects are, and the department that I originally came from was the Associated Students, which is the UCSD student government body. So a lot of my projects are geared towards their services, activities, and financial distributions. So those are the overarching projects that I work on. I've been with the university. This is my fifth year. And so this is the million dollar question that we've asked every episode since the inception of this podcast. How has your work from home experience been so far? I would say that now it's going great. (laughs) I think that (laughs) it's had a lot of ups and downs throughout. I think when it first started, it was this whole new experience. I was super excited to work from home. And then I think the reality of 60 days working at the same computer and never having like left the house aside from, you know, groceries kind of really started to set in and it really started to feel really confining. But I think a lot of that was also just because to be honest, I was running out of things to do at home. So you, you can only watch like so many episodes of game of Thrones or friends or the office (laughs) before are like, okay, now there's there's really not that many other TV shows I want to pursue. And most of the entertainment industry in general had kind of taken this approach of like, oh, we're going to release things, you know, intermittently. A lot of TV shows basically just canceled. And so as far as entertainment goes, a lot of those things kind of fell away and you can only play so many board games, I think, without accumulating new ones. So quickly running out of things to do, I, it, it did kind of take a lot of effort to try and reinvent, you know, some of my hobbies and try and figure out where I can fit in uh, new activities. So I started by planting a garden in my backyard. I got approval from my landlord first. So that's important if you're renting, but yeah, starting a garden and then kind of through a rapid uh, happenstance sort of coincidental events, I ended up with a SCOBY, which is actually how you brew kombucha. Mm, (laughs) Um, Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, now I brew kombucha and I'm doing uh, close to uh, two gallons a week right now and just trying out a bunch of different flavors. Um, plus kombucha has some health benefits uh, and a lot of people are under the misconception that it's automatically alcoholic, but if you only ferment it for 10 days, the alcohol content is less than 1%, which means that it's negligible. So there's that to consider as well, but kombucha has health benefits too, like your gut health and some other you know, just as long as you're not drinking it too often, because it mm -hmm. is made of vinegar and stuff. But yeah, so I think that my work from home experience has been kind of this evolving situation where I've really spent time, you know, trying to discover things at home that can be made new, I guess. So I, I did go through this feng shui period. I've rearranged my room twice already. Maybe there will be a third rearrangement coming up uh, for the holiday season, um, or maybe I'll take up decorating um, for the holiday seasons, which has not normally been my thing. But I think that a lot of this time at home has really helped me kind of seek out other ways that I can, other activities that I normally don't pursue that I have the time now to pursue. So kind of through this evolutionary period for yourself of finding new things to do and the, and the vacuum of entertainment and just the range of emotions that we've been put through in this time period, you came up with the idea to put together a pandemic playlist, which are composed of songs that you've picked that you feel capture the mood of 2020. And this is probably also inspired by your involvement in the music industry. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. My involvement with the music industry kind of, it started as a hobby. And one of my frequent, <laughs> one of the things I frequently do in my life is I turn hobbies into jobs or basically dedicate myself to finding avenues in work in, in within my hobbies. So basically in 2014, I started attending music festivals and I was just a festival goer and, you know, participated in large concerts, small concerts, like all different varieties. But I was always really drawn to the people that I met and kind of the experiences that I was able to share with them. So uh, at, from 2014 to 2016, through my festival experiences, I actually met this a girl who was a writer for a an online music blog. And at the time that I met her, she and I hadn't become very close, but we became Facebook friends. And there was one day where she messaged me and she said, you know, you don't post on Facebook very often, but whenever you do, it's very eloquent. Have you ever thought about writing? And at first I was like, writing about what? <laughs> but she said that, you know, it seems like you really enjoy festivals. Why don't you write about festivals? And so she actually hooked me up with her editor, Grant Gilmore, who owns the EDM Identity blog and introduced me to him. And he said, yeah, if you want to send me a writing sample, we can go ahead and get you hooked up into the festival like writing circuit. And so from there, I started attending festivals. And over the past five years, since 2014, I've attended over 100 festivals, um, ranging in sizes from uh, 150,000, which is EDC Las Vegas, that's the largest music festival that I've attended, um, to Coachella, which is also in the 100,000 range, but also more intimate festivals like Desert Hearts and Dirty Bird that are more capped at like three to 5,000 people. And really, I started writing articles, but then from the articles, it turned into conducting interviews and photography was always kind of a side hobby. So I threw that in there and it turned into this kind of 
amalgamation of writing, interviewing, and photography. And it really put me kind of in the center of a lot of the music industry, or at least specifically the electronic dance music industry's center of where, like when new music is coming out and things like that. So it really helped nurture the spirit of this hobby and love for music and kind of developed into this work where I use music as a way to kind of express how I'm feeling and kind of it helps me cope with the things that are going on in my own life. So uh, yeah, so putting together this playlist was very representative of that. That's amazing. Being a musician and a music listening fanatic myself uh, and somebody who enjoys writing, I'm incredibly jealous of your <laughs> opportunities to be able to work on things like that. Uh, are there any notable memories uh, or interviews or reviews from a festival that you've gone to that uh, you would like to tell everybody about? Well, yes, there, there are just so <laughs> many that question comes up, I think. Um, I think like one of the most um, interesting things is that I come, I came from like a background where I didn't know that much about the classical aspect of music as far as like composition and, and notes and tonality, things like that. And so I kind of approached music as just something that people consume. But at the same time, like my involvement with the music industry and a lot of the interviews that I've conducted and meeting different artists, um, really kind of exposes a wide variety of artists that are out there. Like there are definitely DJs who mostly compose electronically and they don't have a lot of music theory and things like that. Some of my favorite experiences have been at festivals where you meet the artist and they explain the kind of intricate work that exists within their music. And some of, maybe they talk about the different layers or what they were feeling or, or sometimes it's one of those encouraging things where they were like, I've had this project on my, USB drive for 15 years and then and I was just waiting for the right person to come along and help me finish it and that's where this song came from. So I think that you know my appreciation for like the history and the connection that music creates has created has like really formulated um, a lot of my memories within the music scene. I would say that as far as like the physical aspect nothing beats the um, EDC Las Vegas fireworks <laughs> are they, they're literally 15 minutes, 15 minutes long, and they do it all three nights. And it's something that I would highly encourage anybody to just watch. Like, and seeing it on YouTube and stuff is just not the same as being there in person, listening to the entire speedway filled with music and fireworks going off for 15 minutes. Like, it's just this beautiful experience that I would not trade that memory for almost anything. In addition, there's also, you know, the it's also the small things too, though, because at a lot of those intimate festivals, it's where you're walking through the crowd and you see this like group of people or maybe even just one person and they're super hyped about either the song or like, or maybe something that's going on or maybe there's like a art performer or something that you're both just watching. And it's in that moment, right? That you're sharing that experience and you're like, wow, this is like, we both get to see this thing that nobody else is getting to see right now in this moment. And I think that it's that kind of appreciation that really also helps connect it back to the music because it was created with that intention of like, this is something that I'm sharing of my own expression, you know? Most definitely. And kind of from that lack of human interaction, uh, experiencing this music and uh, the, these spectacles together, we are left with listening to the music itself 
and trying to gain some interaction and relation to the meanings and the feelings behind the songs. And that gets us back to your playlist, which is expressing the, you know, how you've reacted to the range of emotions from uh, our COVID activities over this past year. So we've posted the full playlist on The Current as well as your write-up. But let's go through a few songs that you think are really indicative of this year. And uh, why don't you start us off? Absolutely. So the first song that I want to cover is Help Me Lose My Mind by Disclosure. And I love Disclosure in general. I think that they're fantastic musicians and a lot of their music is very mellow and kind of uplifting. And I think that this song, and again, the lyrics, I think helped me kind of tune it back to like what I was feeling at the beginning of COVID, which was, you know, kind of this half excitement to be working from home, but then also after 60 days of doing the exact same thing, it really did feel like I was losing my mind. And so I feel like it was kind of the combination of the uplifting music and why I chose this song, but also kind of the lyrics where, you know, in the song, he literally says like, help me lose my mind, make me run back. Um, I was like, but I also need more time. And so it's just kind of this like idea that although the beginning was a little rocky, that given the, the, the longer that we spend in quarantine and, the, and the quarantine and the time that we actually spend kind of adjusting our own habits has really kind of helped work itself out. Strangely enough, at the onset of quarantine, I started writing some songs, kind of trying to express my own feelings. And one of the song lyrics I wrote is, I'm trying to lose my mind. So that is a weird coincidence there that the song that you brought up expresses that same emotion. So I obviously was not alone in feeling that. Oh, yes. No, no. <laughs> um, all right. How about, how about the next song? So the next song I wanted to cover was House Arrest by Sophie Tucker and Gorgon City. And I, I love Sophie Tucker in general, and then also Gorgon City. I think that they are a great addition to any kind of musical collaboration, anything I've seen them on with another artist, they've really kind of made uh, into a great piece. I would say House Arrest was really, you know, I think towards the end of the summer and beginning of August, it really did feel like we were on House Arrest. We may not have had like, you know, the, I think that it was also because like the COVID tracker, I think was starting to come out. And even though we didn't necessarily have like the house arrest bracelet on our legs, it really kind of felt like we were in house arrest. And again, coming back to the lyrics, there's just like a lot of pieces of this song where it's like, this is house arrest, but come on, we're your Sunday best. And I think that that in and of itself really helped kind of motivate me to like okay let's find new hobbies let's let's reinvent ourselves and let's not wear our pajamas all day because that's <laughs> that's not helping anyone <laughs> and even if we're not going dressing up to get like to impress anybody else it, it like dressing up does kind of give you this sense of purpose and like getting and not just being you know having done the exact same thing all day so i think that house arrest was kind of leading into this let's venture and start you know treating our normal day like every day Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Yeah, just finding the little moments to bring back some sense of normalcy. 
uh, and also just to motivate yourself to that just because we're, you know, separated from other people physically, uh, there's still ways to interact, there are still projects to be undertaken, there's now a, an abundance of time to do the things that you thought you never had time to do before. And okay. so uh, I think uh, we're going to go through one more song, so take it away. Yep. Yeah, so my last track on the playlist is Level of Concern by 21 Pilots. And I love 21 Pilots. I would definitely check out some of their other music if you uh, ever have a chance to. You could bring down my level of concern. Just need you to tell me what all right, tell me what okay. Level of Concern is really about, especially leading into the holiday season, and, and hopefully, you know, a lot of people have kind of experienced the same kind of waves of emotions. But the thing is that now that we're already in October and we we're looking at, you know, three big holidays that are normally family-centered, so like Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. And I think that like by now, you know, it's really time to start kind of settling in and being okay with this kind of change and also staying at home sort of situation that we have. Although we don't have to like think about it as forever, but I think that like just making peace with it, right? And so I think that the lyrics of Level of Concern, the very opening line is, is very indicative of what you may be feeling when you spend too much time on social media where it's like panic on the brain, the world has gone insane. That's kind of what it feels like. But at the same time, like as it goes on, um, it's just like you, kind of have to just make your peace with that. And so it's not, the, it's the song that's actually played in a very melodic and kind of slow way versus even though those lyrics like make it sound like you're concerned about the world, but at the same time, like there's not much that you can do from your little bubble of your home and just making your peace with that, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So beyond these three songs in total, the playlist is about an hour? Yeah. Cool. And, and I think it was mostly just, it's a good way to kind of break up your day. And a lot of times, like we all have Zoom meetings and things, so you're not gonna be listening to it the entire time. Um, so you have to pause it for different, you know, situations and stuff, but it's a good way to just kind of break up your day. Yeah, most definitely. And just see if uh, it makes you reflect on the time that has passed and the range of emotions and the way we've kind of all picked ourselves up by the bootstraps to get back to going and adapt to uh, the quote unquote new normal. So Carlos, thank you so much for joining us today and putting this playlist together. As I mentioned before, we've posted the playlist and Carlos is right up on the current. Carlos, thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And thanks, Todd. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.